Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. I am here with my co-host, the beautiful Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. And ill. I don't like the word beautiful. You don't like it? Uh, it's just like I don't like compliments. I could have said the estimable. What does that mean? I could have said the uh, the fantastic. No, I just don't like compliments. Okay. It's a bad of. It's a bad ism with me. Okay, well, the the fantastic Miracle Sam is yep. with me today. So I'm going to uh, kill him with kindness, they've always told me. Kill him mm, with kindness. Nope, that's where I quit my job. I'm like, no more. Miracle's in a... Uh, uh, get this, guys. So Miracle was a little bit late today. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But she's in a on a quest to make this just about as negative as possible right now. No, I'm not. I'm doodling right now. She's doodling. So we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about uh, for the Monday episode. We've got mm-hmm. weekend box office talk. I also want to talk about this really funny article with Ben Affleck uh, regarding his hatred of working on the Justice League movie, something I think everyone already knew. You should read the whole article as Ben Affleck Batman. Uh, there's also really funny news regarding the CW. Uh, Britney Spears is acting a little bit crazy a right now. A little bit naughty. A little bit crazy, a little bit naughty, yes. Though I hate that word. You hate compliments. The word naughty, just, yes, just weird in this Everybody context. should just say naughty throughout the whole episode. Yes. Uh, and then we also got some, uh, what I consider to be kind of negative news regarding a movie that Miracle is really excited to see called mm-hmm. Turning Red. I'm excited because, like, it. It's just like talking about kids accept, um, accepting themselves. I finally watched the animation TV show that you can find on Netflix called Hilda. Was it I, good? It's really good. There's two episodes and there's a movie out. Okay. What's it about? Um, basically, it's about a girl named Hilda. Um, they don't say where they're located, but we're going to assume they live somewhere in Norway or like somewhere in Europe where they have a bunch of Nordic and uh, Yiddish and whatever like Celtic history and like folklore but basically she is dealing with like a bunch of supernatural stuff within her town so she used to live in the woodsy area like how we are right now but she moved to a city that's called trollberg and (laughs) that is very nordic yeah uh it sounds like a ski resort to be honest it kind of is but i lived in minnesota Mm -hmm. there's a a ski resort called trollhagen trollhagen yeah trollhagen you should say it in a um, very german accent i can't do a german accent yeah 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 that's all i can say yeah Oh, did he? So, yeah. So, so Miracle is going to... I I think this news is a little bit worrisome because I think Pixar is getting the short end of the stick, but we got just a bunch... But Pixar has been doing kind of well. Like, have you seen their movie, Luca? 
that uh, they talk about that in mm-hmm. this article. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, I say we just go ahead and get right into it because I want to talk about the box office this weekend because the funny thing about it is um, there's kind of this... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the word would be. Uh, it... it it proves the apathy of like the market right now. So it says weekend estimates. And by the way, guys, this is from box office pro Mm -hmm. and it says weekend estimates. Spider-Man no way home remains number one for the fourth weekend in a row with $33.2 million, uh, hits number six all time. And then the three fifty five, the three fifty five fails to ignite with only $4.8 million. So it says with Omicron cases continuing to surge across the United States and the lucrative holiday movie going window now complete, the North American box office took a sharp downward turn in the first non-holiday weekend of the year. The holdover Spider-Man No Way Home and Sing 2 both helped keep the marketplace afloat in the absence of any major new titles or expansions ahead of next weekend's Paramount uh, new Scream sequel. The weekend's only wide opener, the Universal's 355, failed to register with audiences. Mm-hmm. $4.8 million uh, on a movie when I should have, when I think everybody should have been saying to themselves, duh. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone actually, I, I, I was vaguely excited about this movie at first and then the marketing went to completely opposite direction. Uh, the reason I mentioned that is when they first started marketing the film, they were really just marketing it around the stars of the movie, which is like Jessica Chastain uh-huh. and these well-known celebrities. Uh, and then the marketing just took this hard turn into like the more feminist angle of like, it's for women. They're spies and they're doing... I love the fact that the early marketing didn't make that uh, a strong point because it's always divisive when you do that in current year Hollywood. Uh, And they even talk about it in some of the reviews. They're like, it's very 2010... Mm -hmm. Or I'm sorry, it's very 2015 to talk about like female-only spy movies and stuff like that, which is... You can make them, but I just feel like outside of the possibility that once in a while you find one that does really, really well. uh, I remember Ocean's 8 did like fairly well, but it also had a much smaller budget Mm -hmm. than a lot of these movies do well also rewind back to ghostbusters 2016 yep that's the number one example of like people lost a lot of faith uh in the in these types of uh because it feels forced right it feels like it's written by some producer and like a studio exec in a Mm -hmm. big ivory tower building that says like some studio name they're like what if we did like all these male dominated movies but get this with women Mm-hmm. Now that's fine if it's like what you actually want like if, if you just market it as a movie but when you market it this way it's automatically divisive to modern day audiences they feel the agenda written all over it mm-hmm. when they, and plus the trailers for this movie just didn't really hit all that well yeah I tried to get like three people at the house here like at, at the office here to like go see it nobody wanted to see it well I, I- I told you if you wanted to go see the movie, I can go with you. It doesn't matter who's with me. It, uh, well, I'm saying we didn't have like uh, there was no plans. I didn't know if you. I thought you guys were going back to. No. His uh, yeah, I didn't know. What no, you, what like you were legit. I said if Chris wanna... had said he wanted to go, I would have sent you a message. But mm-hmm. if it was just yeah, it, it's all right. Well, I, I said I, I would have gone if you guys are scared about like ticket money. I would have paid for t- uh, Charlie's ticket. No, it's not that. It's mm-hmm. a, it's just the fact that nobody seemed to want to go, and then I and I kind of lost interest in it as the marketing changed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like whatever. Well, yeah. also we only saw one trailer for it. I saw two, and the second one was almost exactly like the first one, and then the marketing mm-hmm. along the, there was a really funny article uh, from host or from one of the people in the movie uh huh I'm listening Lupita Nyong'o she got COVID and they're like she cancelled her her uh, digital interviews or she cancelled her like uh, she had like uh, distance interviews and they cancelled them I'm like you cancelled 
like interviews over a computer what yeah. the hell i mean but theoretically i guess she could have lost her voice maybe she could have but or she could have reenact um you remember that movie us where she did that fake voice and everybody was mm-hmm. offended because she sounded like a chain smoker slash like um deaf person why were they offended because like basically she mastered a beautiful voice but again like how i said um everybody was offended because it sounded like she was a chain smoker and she was like they thought she was making fun of people who were like chain smokers or deaf of course oh okay i mean i still think that's overly sensitive uh yeah but no she said like she wanted to do that voice because the character that she was playing as is like a demon slash like well then you make the voice it's like uh zoom season two uh played by teddy sears but then when he's wearing the zoom costume it's mm-hmm. his voice is done by tony todd mm-hmm. who has a very very but she did her own voices i'm just saying, but i'm saying you change the voice because yeah. it fits the character that's like that's the know, definition people... of modern day complaining about any mm-hmm. little thing um i i, I weep for the world uh, these it's okay. Days. I'm waiting for the world to catch on fire. She is. Universal. Uh, so it says uh, Universal's uh, Universal Illuminations mm-hmm. uh, Sing Two, which uh, was released on PVOD weekend the weekend earlier than expected, likely due to Omicron explosion. They again, again, mm-hmm. there's no mention of Omicron whenever they talk about Spider Man. But they talk about it when it's for any other movie because they want to make excuses. Mm-hmm. Fell 41, 41% in its third weekend of release after easing just 10% into the sophomore frame. Uh, the animated sequel now has 109, 109.1 domestic box office. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. A far cry from the original Sing, which had pulled in $214 million by the end of its third week. That said, considering the state of the pandemic, again, an excuse, uh, and the fact that many children in the film's target group haven't yet had an opportunity to receive a vaccine... Sing 2 has uh, had a relatively healthy run so far. I think 100 million is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I think uh, the pandemic is a, is a fair excuse to make for this, uh, I, I really do think these studios need to stop using it as an excuse and start making better movies. Mm-hmm. It says, Universal also had its third place title this weekend with the long-delayed The 355, which launched to an estimated 4.8 at 3,145 theaters. So it's about 1,000 less theaters than like Spider-Man did when it was... when it. Low, you know when it jumped first yeah, but it, if you sure. look at this cast says, despite a recognizable cast including Jessica Chastain Lupita Nyong'o P- Penelope Cruz and Sebastian Stan the in- yeah, see even ha- having Sebastian Stan just makes me think of Ghostbusters 2016 with Chris uh, was it Chris Hemsworth or was it Liam Hemsworth it was Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. who plays like the buffoon in that movie because mm-hmm. the guys are all buffoons and the and the, everyone else is awesome mm-hmm. but the guys are awful uh, as per usual or did you uh, what's even worse is uh, if anybody here had the misfortune of seeing um Charlie, the Charlie's, the Elizabeth Mitchell, uh, the the Charlie's Angel remake from 2019, which is really, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just mean spirited, I guess would be the way to say it. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't helped by a poor showing with critics. It's Rotten Tomato score is unfortunate, while its B plus cinema score is more promising. I that's that's them saying as if they pretend like we care what critics think about movies anymore. Mm-hmm. You can watch a trailer. I would say the critics have less sway than a general interview with these celebrities and what their talking points are tells you more about what the movie's going to be like than anything else. Mm-hmm. The All of the uh, critics, it always just comes up. They're bought and paid for by studios, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, while promising the Bourne-style title seemed destined to flame out quickly before reaching a wider audience on PV... See, I think a movie like this would do better streaming. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how much it costs to make. In fact, I'm going to look it up. I, do I don't it. Do it. Search on live keep talking while i search so 
but other than that, what are you excited for to see in 2022? There, there was another 355 in 1974. I don't know what that is. But uh, let's just before we get there, let's, I just want to see. so it's got a budget of okay uh, for okay. It doesn't list the budget yet, there, so it's, it likely hasn't been uh, published. Usually, it's down here by next to box office. So budget, 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 budget. No, nope, no information on budget yet. So, but with with that many like stars, right? Like you'd imagine that it cost a fair amount of money mm-hmm. to make. So uh, a movie like that, maybe you you take a chance on one star, like a Jessica Chastain. Right, yeah. and then you cast some more economically available stars in the second, third, and you know, Lupita yeah. Nyong'o, Penelope Cruz, and Sebastian Stan probably all cost a pretty penny to get involved a in these projects. Penny. So you take uh, Jessica Chastain or one of the or Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. I would say Jessica Chastain. Out, out of all those names, I'd say of the women, Jessica Chastain is probably the biggest uh, actress. Penelope Cruz is pretty big too, but I, I I feel like I hear more about Jessica Chastain these days. You think Still, so? I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> but you pick one of those three, uh, and then you cast some relative unknowns in roles two and three, save yourself some money, and release it PVOD. Yeah. Uh, or oh, maybe not, not. Maybe not even PVOD. Maybe you just release it on Amazon Prime. Or uh, or some type of streaming service, uh, and it does better. Maybe Netflix because more people have Netflix, yep. and then like Prime, you have to have an Amazon Prime account. Yeah, well, you have to have an Amazon account, or you have to have a, a Netflix account to watch Netflix. Yeah, but, but everybody pretty much has that now. I at this point now, uh, I go back to Am, or I'm sorry, I go back to Netflix for like. Longmire uh, to rewatch Longmire. And What's co- long, um, Longmire? Longmire, Longmire was a like a like a modern day western series based on a, bo- a set of books called the Walt Longmire Mysteries. He's a character. He's like a mystery novel character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like an old school stoic sheriff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Katie Sackhoff. Um, Katie Sackhoff is from Blake Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. and she's in the new Star Wars. She's in uh, the Mandalorian. Okay. Um, it's also got Lou Diamond Phillips, who's one of the best actors working today. He plays yeah. a character named Henry Standing Bear. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, uh, Walt is a small town sheriff who's very stoic, very mm-hmm. closed off. Henry Standing Bear is uh, his best friend who uh, runs a bar mm-hmm. um, and lives on the reservation um, in the town by the town there in in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Really, really good writing. Um, almost no science that's the best part like there's no like CS very little CSI type stuff mm-hmm. the crimes involve like murders at rodeos and stuff it's really good okay um, so that's like I keep Netflix for like a couple of really good shows and then when they get a good movie every once in a while mm-hmm. or not even good but like a notable movie like I watched Red Notice we didn't really like it but you keep Netflix for like a couple of good shows and then you get every once in a while something good comes out mm-hmm. that you can watch it or if you're like or if you're like me and you love Cobra Kai um, which I got other people watching this weekend. They're like, it's so good. Yeah, the new season's good. Yep. So Miracle is not very interested in that. That's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. It's um, because I think it's too cheesy. Like, it's extra cheesy, and I'm like, Ugh. So uh, the funny thing about this is uh, the 355 came out this weekend. So the next, th- that means that Spider-Man will hold the box office again until next weekend. I think Scream will beat it next weekend that's mm-hmm. pretty obvious um that and that's the again the only nationwide release all uh, all week next week and then after that we don't get another one until the 21st of january mm-hmm. now typically january is a pretty dead month for movies so we'll be yeah. probably pretty slow right now but at this point uh is there going to be like a 
what's the next one that's going to come out that's not for so not till february and that remember normally we would have had uh we would have had morbius in february but instead we've got or no was, or was that the end of january that was like january 28th uh, january, yeah. instead we've got moonfall on february 4th which i'm fairly excited about and then february 11th we've got uh death on the nile and Blacklight. Blacklight is the new Liam Neeson movie, I believe. So there's some there's some stuff coming up, but January in, in general is a pretty dead month. So mm-hmm. there's good stuff listed here on streaming if you're looking for something like that. Like limited release, I believe, means theaters, but there's also at least Netflix shows like here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tragedy of Macbeth comes to Apple TV. Uh, some people have been talking about that. All stuff like that. So we'll see. It's uh, It was a pretty slow week, but it just proves that the 355 failed to market properly, um, and people are kind of over the narrative-driven uh, the narrative-driven structure of like taking traditionally male movies like spy thrillers and making in uh, making them about you know just women. Like mm-hmm. Atomic Blonde was pretty good because it was a uh, I forget the name of the actress in it. Uh, she's the other one from that time period that's really good. Um, uh, Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good, but it's got James McAvoy in it, and it's like, uh, and Charlize Theron is like a pretty like famous, extremely established actress, right? But it's mm-hmm. one actress; it's not a, a cast of them. So, like that genre is kind of becoming played out more and more, and people are looking for either a return to maybe old norms, yeah, or they want something done entirely differently. So we'll see where that goes. No, well. I don't know because like Atomic Blonde for me, I didn't really enjoy that movie. You saw it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is, it was. Uh, it, it's. It felt like they were trying to do female John Wick, but mm-hmm. that's how these things tend to go. You know, as soon as something becomes popular, you get fifteen knockoffs of it within the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, when people wh- like when somebody does like a like a new magic, like an, a new illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's like twenty knockoffs after they figure out how somebody did that illusion yeah. in magic. So exactly. <laughs> so that is a that is a slow box office week for sure. But hopefully, when Scream, I, I'm not sure if we're gonna go see see Scream because you're not really a big horror movie fan, right? Neither are you. But if you want to watch it, but I'll I love the but it. I love the Scream movies. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. Um, I'm not 110 percent sure if we're gonna go see that, but. But uh, just the fact that I love those movies um, is kind of enough for me to want to go. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. But I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that is coming out on Peacock TV that we can maybe invest in. Like what? Um, so I just searched up what's coming out for 2022. There's Supernatural Academy. That's animations. Um, Wednesday is based on Adam Wednesday. Adam w- Wednesday Adams? Yep. Not what Adam. Is, is, is Adam Wednesday somebody different than Wednesday? No, nope, I said it in the wrong okay, order. I'm, okay, I'm, I was like, is there? An, I was like, is there an Adam Wednesday? No, Holy crap. I said it in the wrong order. That's going to be on Netflix. Okay. Um. So basically, Wednesday. Of course, they would give the. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, did you see Enola Holmes? Yeah. Yeah, like it's like that. I'm guessing, you know. Mm-hmm. Except they probably don't have Henry Cavill, so they're already losing by not having Henry Cavill. Oh, they actually are proving Miss Marvel. Okay. What do you mean? Miss Marvel's coming out soon, and that's going to be on Disney+. The Disney+. Plus. Yeah. What does it say, the date? Uh, They're not saying right now. They're just saying it's on Disney+, Plus and more. Nope. Nothing. Okay, so not anytime soon. And no, it would have a release date, because mm-hmm. there's, there's not even a trailer for that yet. Nope. But I don't know. I was just searching up like new TV shows that we can watch during the gap. 
and like it looks promising like jack uh oh i'm not sure if that uh, there's a show called jack reacher based there was a it's a book series um, yeah isn't it also a t- movie that they did yeah there was a there was a tom cruise version of the movie yeah um he, he did too the first one mm-hmm. was really good yeah the second one is nah. yeah but the tv show i was I, somebody explained this to me i think it was in one of uh <coughs> zach uh from comics matters channel he mentioned like in the books yeah that character is like really tall mm-hmm. right yeah uh so like but in but tom cruise is really short yeah so when you see him beat people up it's like really impressive mm-hmm. but the guy they have cast in the new one is like super tall yeah so when you see him beat up people they're all way short of them and it just looks mean <laughs> like it just looks like he's beating up people less fortunate than him yeah but i am i, I am going to say i'm not sure if i if uh, if you want to watch that with me but i'm gonna i'm gonna be watching that i don't one. like tom cruise but no he's not in i know not, yeah, i he, know that's why i didn't watch the original one i know of it but uh, if it's the new one, not with Tom Cruise, then okay, let's watch it. Yeah, like it's. Uh, did you ever see? Um, uh, see what? What was it called? The uh, the not Je- It's another. It's a Clancy novel book. That's the one with um, the guy from The Office. Um, the, who's J- who's Jack from The Office? I don't know the characters. Um, but uh, okay, so. Oh, uh, when I looked up Jack Reacher here, the first thing it shows me is the Tom Cruise one. Oh, so I think it's just called Reacher. Jack from the office, right? Uh, here we go. Re- Alan, so Alan, this is not him. That's not what I'm talking mm-hmm. about here. Alan Richardson is who's going to be in the new, um, in the new, uh, what do you call it? Reacher series. Mm-hmm. And Malcolm Goodwin, Malcolm Goodwin's really good. You know him from uh, iZombie. He plays, mm-hmm. uh, not Clint, what's his, uh, uh, in, the, in the series, he plays the cop, Detective ba- Clive Bavineau. Yeah. Uh, so he's in there. Willa Fitzgerald, I believe she's from... Uh, Arrow. Uh huh. I'm looking here. Ne- the internet is going very, very slow right now. Well, also we're in a dead zone. Yes. Of the house. No, I'm sorry. That's not who. Uh, that's that's a different Willa. Uh, Willa Fitzgerald is from scre- uh, from s- the Scream TV show. That's mm-hmm. where I. That's what I remember her from. Um, and she had uh, what was it was it Dare Dare Me Young Beach. Nothing else that I would really watch, but. Uh, Oh, Royal Pains. That's what I remember her from. Oh, did you watch that TV show? Royal Pains? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Really good. It's really good. Uh, bathtub TV, they call that. It's like you can watch it at any time, and it's very comforting. Uh, sure. The show? Yeah. Yes, it is. Then you should watch Dynasty. Really? Yeah. It's a CW TV show, but it was really good while it lasted. It's too bad we don't have like, the, C, the, the CW topic isn't next. That would have been the best transition mm-hmm. ever. That's okay. I uh, tried. That's uh, 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 so. Let's see who else. Bruce McGill is really good, mm-hmm. um, and it's an only an e- it's only an eight episode run, so we should be able to get through that pretty quickly. So, I but say we we watch it when it comes it's like out. Over an hour. Let's see, comes out February fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we'll watch that. Yay! Yay! So, yes. Uh, all right. So I want to talk about Ben Affleck and what I would consider to be sad, mm-hmm. sad Ben Affleck. Sad Ben Affleck. Very sad. Isn't he separated from... Oh, no. He's together with Jennifer Lopez he now. He is back with Jennifer Lopez now. What happened to A-Rod? Uh, she, she, I think that's like two guys ago for her, isn't it? It felt like one guy ago. You have to. Well, I mean, like it was a Rod, then somebody else. Now back to Ben. Look that up. You'll have to. You'll have to uh, figure that one out for me because I'm not 100 percent, 110 percent sure. Okay, continue. Okay, so it says Ben Affleck explains why working on the Justice League was the quote worst experience. 
Uh, it says it's no secret to anyone that, who follows along with the DC Extended Universe that Justice League was a troubled production. Maybe like legendary levels of troubled production honestly um if anybody knows the story about the movie Waterworld and mm -hmm. how troubled that product it, it may it may might not have been like water world bad mm -hmm. but it had uh endless reshoots uh warner brothers constantly flip-flopping on what they were going to do they because there was like strong criticism to Zack snyder's approach to filmmaking for these movies mm -hmm. and marvel was really in the process of of high success at that time yeah. so they like they wanted to car copy Marvel like halfway through their own vision so instead of committing to what they were doing they tried to change the tone mid movie mm -hmm. and it just it, what you get was the Justice League movie which made almost no sense whatsoever mm -hmm. um, uh, which and it was largely shot by Joss Whedon who has been officially cancelled by Hollywood as of late Yay! Um, yes he is he is in deep water with Hollywood uh, and it's skewed drastically from Snyder's vision, which they're, they're talking about the reshoots with uh, mm -hmm. Joss Whedon. Uh, and it's not to mention the public later learning the numerous behind-the-scenes clashes. Now Batman actor Ben Affleck has said that, it's that his time in the Justice League was the worst experience for him, although not all of it had to do with the movie himself. Uh, DCU fans will recall the following Justice League. Batman was originally supposed to direct the the Batman. So the movie that's coming out soon, the Robert Pattinson one, yeah. Ben Affleck was supposed to write, direct, and star in that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the original, right? Because he... That's uh, a fun fact. It, right after when um, the movie The Town came out in like 2012, mm -hmm. he had like this really good streak of like Argo mm -hmm. and really successful directing outings. Uh, the... Uh, what was it? The interrogator? No, was yeah. it? The accountant, notwithstanding, people didn't really like the accountant. But in general, uh, as a as a director, he's pretty highly regarded. Mm -hmm. But what I think he learned here is that you can't really be forty in your mid forties and act because you know he has to be in insane shape yeah. to play that role because he was huge when they did the first few movies. Mm -hmm. But the the older you get, the harder it is to do that. To, yeah. You know, to keep that up every day. Yep. Like, uh, and you would kind of see it. Like, if you watch the, the, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League movie, mm -hmm. his size, like, changes mm -hmm. from scene to scene. So, like, in one scene with Aquaman, mm -hmm. he's huge. He's pretty, bu he's pretty bulky. Mm -hmm. And then you see him uh, on the, their plane with Alfred, mm -hmm. and he's, like, half that size. But he looks plump in the face. Mm -hmm. So he had a hard time keeping it up. So the, imagine having to do all this, and then you find out that what happened with Zack Snyder's daughter... Um, do you know about that? Nope. Okay. Uh, Refresh my memory. The reason that Joss Whedon took over, apart from the fact that they were not strong with his, uh, uh, behind uh, Snyder's vision anymore in the mm -hmm. third film, was that Zack Snyder's daughter had um, uh, committed suicide. Oh. Uh, which is very, very sad. Like, so there's all these troubles behind the production. And it just, when it came out, it felt like it was just over. Like, people mm -hmm. were just over it. And he kind of had a bad go from the beginning because the, there was, like, as soon as he was cast, mm -hmm. the, the, the writers and the, or I'm sorry, not the writers, the producers at Warner Brothers were like, D get off social media mm -hmm. for at least a week. Don't go on it because people are going to send you awful messages. Mm -hmm. So even back then, this was in like 2012 mm -hmm. or 2013 when he was cast. Yeah. Like they already knew back then that he was going to get a ton of crap for this, right? Yeah. And that'll affect your mental health, man. Like, can you, now that, I wanted to ask you, I said, has, there, there was a petition mm -hmm. to get him fired from that role. Have you ever heard of anything similar like that happening in like uh, in like animation or in any of the stuff that you the stuff that you follow? Not I, in animation, but in politics, um, they try to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. I don't know who that is. He is one of the um, I want to say governors of California. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Gavin Newsom. No. 
Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, okay. because he's a Bakersfield local. Okay. And they try to get rid of him. And my friend asked me, do you want to sign the petition? And I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Too busy. And I don't live in California anymore. But, but the animation industry is pretty rabid, right? Like, they're pretty yeah, strong about... Yeah, but I never heard of them doing something like that. Well, they will, like, protest on Twitter. But I, I never heard them do petitions like this. Like, change.com or change.org or whatever no i never heard anything like that but i heard like nicer things like lighter news like they'll do fundraising for people oh. like that um that honeycast uh live stream that i told you where they yes. were raising money for the voice uh voice actor of frieza english dub yeah because his family couldn't afford the funeral costs and like the hospital legit his i don't know if crystal's his wife or girlfriend i'm not really sure but they've been together for a long time and she was crying she said legit one pill in the u.s if you get it from the hospital is like over 50 dollars yep. and it's supposed to save your life but they yep. want to upcharge it yep. to the moon uh okay so here's another question mm-hmm. um were there any like casting i guess i don't know how common this is in voice acting but has there anybody ever been anybody cast in like a voice acting role or in something that you've liked where people were not maybe not necessarily behind it but then afterwards they found out that they did pretty well uh the the, the reason i've been bringing that up is because mm-hmm. the same thing happened with like michael keaton being cast as batman or mm-hmm. heath ledger being cast as the joker mm-hmm. everyone was kind of like he's a pretty boy michael keaton can't do this role heath ledger can't do this role he's known he was known for 10 things i hate about you at the time and then they prove everyone wrong has there um, ever been do you know of anything like that and like nope. any- everything's like a blur to me so i don't remember <laughs> yeah legit time travels faster in my mind apparently where i don't remember things anymore that's okay yeah that's okay that happens yeah but i don't know it's just weird because Hollywood and then like people with their fandoms, it's kind of hard to please everybody. Yep. That's why the best thing they can do is just like, uh, it says right here, it says, as for the infamous petition, Affleck was as surprised as anyone that so many people took the time to sign it stating, I also realized at that point that it's going to be, <laughs> that it's going to be now this, now that it turns into a petition, now they've got this thing, everybody's going to do a petition. You're really a hundred thousand signatures. You signed an effing petition. Like you have anything better to do with your day than sign petitions. That was a word salad, but mm-hmm. basically things like, how do you have anything, like, don't you have anything better to do? But that's the thing. If you want to make movies about characters that have these fan bases that are so, people are so passionate about, yeah. you're going to get the type of fans that are so passionate, they'll sign petitions because they don't like you. Yeah, exactly. And speaking about um, how Ben Affleck is with Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. I actually searched it up. No, she's been dating um, A-Rod for the longest time until they broke up. Uh, the summer of 2021 okay and then she went back to ben affleck that's so weird mm-hmm. it's so weird uh and then like we were going to cover the story about like his comments about jennifer garner which mm-hmm. then a bunch of articles came out kind of saying the contrary so i decided mm-hmm. not to cover it because i didn't want to post uh, he has a thing for jennifer's yes he does he, he hey hey you can't help what you like it's just the name that he's attracted he's to. He's like, any Jennifer, just go change your name to Jennifer and go like, yeah. hi. Hi. We talk about you on our show sometimes. I, I don't want to change my name to Jennifer. I had bad experiences with Jennifers. You did? Yeah. Okay, what happened? Uh, most of them were teachers. I was about to say the name can be changed to protect the innocent, but that's not really possible because it's about the name. Yeah. You had teachers named Jennifer that were... Yeah, I just had, like, bad experiences. Oh, no. Yeah, it's fine. Because there were, like, elementary teachers... So what yeah, happened? Well, like one of them, she messed up my grade. How so? She lost my homework and she said, no, I didn't turn it in. And I'm like, dude, I have my homework. And then mm. my grandmother legit went to the principal's office and was like, dude, this teacher does not respect like my granddaughter. Um, 
she keeps on like she keeps on not filing her homework not filing her test right she's making her grades go lower than they should be no so you have to take her out of this class and then the principal was like okay we can change it so i went to a different class and i got straight a's for the first time um in elementary so it was definitely the teacher yeah see i have the opposite story okay i was uh the the way they found out that i was as adhd mm-hmm. as i am is that i would like never turn in my homework yeah and then i would find it in my desk finished and I just misplaced it yeah. and couldn't remember when I did it because, mm-hmm. you know, the assignments would be like set like a week out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, so the end of the quarter would come and I'd find all these assignments that I missed mm-hmm. that I never turned in. Well, the problem for me, I remembered I hand it to her because she's like, OK, like, you know how in elementary they're like, OK, hand your homework all the way to the front or just give it to me if like you can't find it right away and yeah. i gave it to her by hand mm-hmm. and then the next day i was looking at my grades because they'll print out like what you're missing and like what's your total grade before the end of the quarter and i saw i was like missing a couple of stuff and i was like i'm sure i turned this in and she's like are you sure and like i was like yeah she was like okay check the homework pile and i found it and it wasn't graded nowadays you wouldn't even be, i bet you they got cameras in the classrooms now you wouldn't even be able to get mm-hmm. away with that nowadays yeah but it was so funny because she was asian too <laughs> and I was like, really? You really? You can't file this right? Oh, man. Sorry, it's she, just she me. She was out to get you. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she was out to get you. I, I, I don't know, but like she did get married that year. Like she got married to her boyfriend who was like her longtime boyfriend. I can't believe you remember. How long ago was this? This was when I was like fifth grade. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remembered things here and there. Like, uh, But yeah, she got married. But that same year. Um, you remember when they were giving pink slips to teachers or like transferring them? We're to not like exactly from the same generation here, so it could have oh, been different. When I, it could have been different when I was a kid. Okay, well, uh, my generation, there was that time period where they're giving teachers pink slips, saying that they got fired, or they're, or they give them fi- like a paper saying you're being transferred to a new school. Oh, interesting. Uh, they do that like in pro sports, like when they have like a uh, training season. Yeah, and then like they put like a slip. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, for her, she was going to be transferred to a new school that they were building because Bakersfield during the time was like growing because more people were moving in because property was really cheap and there was more opportunities if you're working in... And they probably work for the school district, not the school. Yeah. So they just happen to end up at that school, which is in that Mm -hmm. district. Yeah, so basically like she was being transferred and she was crying and i was like i don't feel bad for her ouch man you're yeah because like my friend destiny yes her name was destiny and my name was miracle deal with it um she was telling me about it and she said i was crying i was like i don't feel bad for her she messed up my grades brutal (laughs) i was like nope so uh, so some of these comments are really mm-hmm. funny about this article. It says, I put the, this is a comment on the Cosmic Book News part of this article. It says, I put yeah. the full fault on the executives at Warner Brothers for this. Snyder had a clear vision for his universe. Warner Brothers dropped the ball by playing catch up on Disney, on Disney and the MCU. Like, like I was mm-hmm. saying, they wanted to, basically the idea was like, they wanted to be able to create the Avengers because uh, arguably the Justice League before the Avengers ever came out was a more fa- famous property by yeah. far. Like I, if you'd went up to somebody on the streets before 2012 and asked them if they knew what the Justice League was or the Avengers, I bet you everyone would have said the Justice League and very few people would have said the Avengers because yeah. it just wasn't as mainstream. And it says uh, they then having, it says so the, they wanted to play catch up with the MCU on top of firing Snyder while he was still grieving uh, for the loss of his daughter, hiring Whedon for a rush job, then having zero plans for the Justice League. They set themselves up for failure. I don't blame Affleck for wanting to call it quits. It's not worth the drama. He doesn't need the paycheck nor the publicity, so what's the point? And they're still doing it. Remember, they're 
they're going to be they're going to retcon out all of like Superman, Batman mm-hmm. uh in favor of Supergirl and Bat uh and Batgirl mm-hmm. uh or is it, yeah, they're Bat- doing Batman. No, I think they're doing Batgirl. Ugh. Well, actually I like Batgirl more. Yeah, like so, but still like they're they're doing what is very clearly an agenda-driven switch which nobody is going to feel as authentic. They're mm-hmm. going to bring in Michael Keaton so he can play like here, look at my replacement. Mm-hmm. And it's going to fall flat again and then they're going to say why they'll say either the fans are toxic mm-hmm. uh, and just don't like strong independent women when clearly it's because there's no it's because there's an agenda it's because oh. you don't just delete all this stuff and pretend it didn't happen without mm-hmm. uh, without a reason like that so the the fans will once again get blamed mm-hmm. uh, and yeah so I just thought this was interesting because I just remember when all this stuff was happening I felt really bad for Ben Affleck because I do think he is a fantastic director mm-hmm. and just felt like he was getting uh, like crap on both ends yeah. Like from all sides, like you could, he couldn't win with the fans early on, mm-hmm. uh, and that you know before they did Batman vs Superman, and then when it finally came out, it got like mediocre ratings from critics or below, you know, far below uh, average from critics. The film was chopped by like thirty five minutes, so it barely mm-hmm. made any sense in the theatrical cut, but made perfect sense when you watched it on the you know on the extended edition. So it yeah. felt like everything that bad that could happen that was bad actually did happen, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was like changes to. Uh, the bat when he was going to be making the Batman, mm-hmm. it seemed like there was new bad news. I, I remember because I was working like at the gas station that I worked at at the time. And yeah. It was like there was like a new thing of bad news once mm-hmm. a week, and he just couldn't win. Uh, it's whatever. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bad news, bad did, news that horny Riverdale show. Well, yeah, it's, actually, it's labeled horny Archie show is being up for auction. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, anybody want to buy a slightly used CW? Anybody? No, no, no thanks. Everything that they have, excluding Superman and Lois, is trash. Is trash. Uh, yeah. Like uh, that, I used to like Riverdale. I actually have the beanie that Jughead wears in season one and two, but then it went downhill from there. And, th- and that's why I wanted to bring this up to you because we both had like our own experiences with shows we thought were all right. Yeah, like uh, the Supernatural show. You liked Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you also a fan of like Vampire Diaries? Uh, that's not I my never, thing. I watch like episodes here and there but i never fully got into it because i was like okay you have double gang um doppelgangers doppelgangers yeah, yeah doppelgangers i always call it doppelgangers because it sounds like that would make more sense right? it makes more sense but then people cr- doppel is probably double for in another language it's um german german, german yeah mm-hmm. it's got the two it's got the two little dots yeah above the, but yeah. it makes more sense saying double because there's two yes and it's english yes but no it's doppelgangers um basically um when Vampire Diaries did that because there was Nina and she had a doppelganger who was named something else. They did that in Fringe too, but Fringe did it mm-hmm. better where yeah. they had uh, er, like a basically like a second dimension version of themselves from another planet mm-hmm. or from another time, another Well, dimension. like how Vampire Diaries explain it is actually, um, they're somewhat related, but not really. Like it was so confusing because like her love interests, um, basically she had to, it was like a love story because uh, love triangle it's those thing. shows where that was like their bread and butter yeah because twilight was popular so they tried to do it too um <laughs> no but, thank you but i didn't like it because it got messy because like finally she chose the one that she wanted and i was like dude you could have just let it right there i don't care anymore and then when they did um the originals i like the guy who plays as klaus because i thought he was really handsome looking well that's that's how they market those shows yeah but um, then that show got very annoying too because like um he had like too many love triangles. Um, it's like Arya from 
Pretty Little Liars, right? That her name, Arya. She yeah. cheated on every boyfriend she ever had. She's oh. a genuinely awful person. Well, like, basically, <laughs> I think that's where I went down. Not that I watched Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, he I, did. I did through season four. I, did. I, I admit that I did through season four. It's like, it's kind of like crack cocaine. It's uh, very addictive for a while. Well. You got to get away from it. I don't know. Like, for me, I was like, this is, this kind of sucks because it's also from the generation that produce gossip girl which you can watch the new one on hbo max which is even worse why are teachers trying to ruin students lives basically like the new gossip girl the whole concept of that show is like the teachers are fed up with the rich kids who are more successful than them so they try that's to like, ruin their lives it's just that's awful exactly that's like, that's like the most like cynical depressing idea i've ever heard mm-hmm. like but they brought back a reoccurring character who nobody cared about in the original pretty little liars and yeah. she's like i remember back in my day we had this account that was called gossip girl and they would write gossip about um every popular kid in the school let's do it to these kids and i'm like dude you're like 40 and you're trying why to, are you doing this why are you trying to ruin like kids that are trying to like improve their lives like yeah so what if one of them is a model so what if the other one is like a millionaire at age 16 it's like a failed version of cobra kai like mm-hmm. cobra kai is ridiculous yeah but it does just enough to keep you invested in the story where the ridiculousness doesn't overshadow the but fact they that don't you're invested ruin, in they don't want to ruin children's lives it, but, but i'm saying like they both make you ask the question like would this ever happen in the real world like yeah. would there really be competing dojos in the valley in california probably not but the show is mm-hmm. well enough made mm-hmm. that the absurdity kind of washes over you mm-hmm. whereas when you watch like what you're what you're talking about mm-hmm. You're like, I didn't watch it. I watched the review on it because like, I was really curious. I do this a lot where I watch reviews first before I decide whether or not I want to watch a show or if Brett like hypes me up enough where I'll watch the show willy nilly. But this show was so much trash because like, um, the girl who's the model, she has a half sister and they're about to be best friends until the teachers ruined their lives (laughs) because like, um, the model, she had a boyfriend and like her boyfriend was kind of like, I don't know. Should I break up with her? I don't know. She's kind of pretty. She's kind of rich, too. I'm kind of rich. Uh, but her half-sister is really pretty. There was a show called mm-hmm. The Lying Game that felt very similar to this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, the teachers, their whole thing was, like, they're stalking the students off campus. Very creepy. And I was like, who has time for this? Like, don't you have lives? Don't you have, like, are, are you married? Do you have, like, a you have to go pay bills? Do you have yeah. stuff to do? Do you have friends, like, book club or something? Yeah. yeah. So but the point is, like, these are the shows that, like, that is why the CW is up for sale. That and the fact that they make garbage like Batwoman mm-hmm. and Supergirl. Or, or they, I shouldn't say they make garbage. Like, they ruined Supergirl after. They ruined Supergirl. They, they ruined, ruined Arrow. The Flash. They ruined Arrow. They ruined The Flash. Mm-hmm. The, I would put the first two seasons of Arrow and the first two seasons of The Flash up against any superhero. Well. Uh, I would say the same thing for Riverdale. Like the first two episodes, yes, it was it was kind of like episodes or seasons. I like only the two episodes. Okay, I'm talking about the first two se- full well, seasons. Okay, of okay, shows. the two seasons were okay too, but like after season three, it was kind of weird because like initially when they wrote the show and when they're interviewing the director, he was like, "Oh, it's not gonna be supernatural," but then like they retconned that whole thing newest season that they have basically is supernatural because like um they brought in the actress who plays sabrina in the netflix show because it's made by the same directors and okay. uh, supposedly they're in the same universe they brought her in she's like oh yeah cheryl brought um blossom that's not the same one that you remember i actually put her relative's old soul in her body okay so it's, it's just stupid it's, so, just sell it burn it to the ground so it says 
Uh, it says, when, when we think of the CW these days, it's usually in terms of capes and tights. Not surprising given how much of the network schedule is filled with the various superhero shows or produced by Greg Berlanti and his wide array of co collaborators and co-producers. Mm -hmm. uh, but now we'll have to start thinking of it in a different descriptor. For sale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right, folks. For the low, low price of probably millions of dollars, you'll be able to get your hands on a slightly used 16-year-old TV network. <laughs> uh, the THR reports on today uh, on a letter issued by CW employees by network CEO Mark Pedowitz, confirming rumors that the channel's joint owners, Viacom, CBS, and Warner Media, are putting it up on the block. So that's why so many of those DC shows ended up there is because yeah. it's a Warner Media subsidiary. Mm -hmm. um, and Warner Media, if you don't know, uh, owns uh, all of DC Comics. Uh, in, in their publishing. So it says, some background context. The CW was founded in 2006 out of the wreckage of Warner WBs and Viacom's UPN. Miracle is probably too young to even remember. What's UPN? UPN. Oh my God, Miracle. So um, think the show Moesha. Um, I never watched it, but it's on Netflix, right? I I honestly don't know if it's no. Any, it's on Netflix. My it was. Uh, it starred Brandy, Brandy Norwood, mm -hmm. uh, who played Cinderella in an early Disney um, iteration. Are you excited for Sneakerella? Sorry. I am, no, I am not excited for the awful idea that is Sneakerella. Mm -hmm. uh, so the UP, UPN also had a funny show called. Um, Oh my god Was that two guys A girl in a pizza place That might have been A different network And there was also uh, Shasta McNasty Which might have been The worst 12 episodes Of TV Or like 8 to 12 episodes Of TV you'll ever see Had uh, Carmine G uh, The guy from CSI New York And he also played The bad guy In season 3 Of Graceland uh, Good actor But horrible Horrible show Called Shasta McNasty If you mm -hmm. if you can find it Online and watch it Hate watch it It's incredible <laughs> Hate watch it uh, The network is owned Jointly by the two companies uh, Oh yeah See it's It's, uh, it's, it's is a so UPN with, with the also ran two networks merging together to try and fill the gaps that left America's heart uh, by they had a show called Homeboys in Outer Space. Oh, I remember that. Yep. So you can imagine the uh, the fodder that was the uh, horror. I loved the late '90s or the 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 '90s as far as television goes, but I'm also yeah. of that generation. I admit that um, it it just felt so much. <laughs> <laughs> just felt so much better to me. Uh, with the alert, with the it says uh, the network is owned jointly by the two companies, with each supposedly set to provide half its content. The arrival of Warner's Berlanti stuff and the fact that Viacom has mostly been offering up the likes of Dynasty and Charmed, which mm -hmm. you you mentioned Dynasty earlier. Dynasty is good for like the first season, and then Charmed, a new one, really sucks. Really bad. It really sucks. Do not watch it. I think it's also the same network that does the Walker Texas Ranger remake. Uh, Walker Texas Rangers even older than me it's what Chuck Norris got famous for um, So, but it's got one of the guys from Supernatural one of the brothers is the lead actor which in that. one the I older or younger I don't know Dean or Sam I don't know long uh, hair or short hair I think long hair okay that's Sam do you know his real name Nope. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know which one it is. But uh, the money logic behind the sale is kind of interesting insofar as it's another symptom of the breakdown of the old symbiotic relationship between networks and streamers. As an ad-driven network, the CW has never been especially profitable. That's one of the funny things about it is you have to, they, they literally would do, when you do like um, ratings breakdowns, mm -hmm. you have like CBS numbers and you have ABC numbers yeah. uh, for, you know, they, they'll do like a 1-5 or a, you know, as far as like what their ratings are in the 18 to 49 demographic. Mm -hmm. And then you get get like the CW numbers which are way lower mm -hmm. but it's also not expected to make more mm -hmm. uh, so it's they've kind of got like a good night for the flash mm -hmm. is like an average night for a C for like a CBS yeah. show 
Um, so it says uh, the CW has never been especially profitable, typically lagging far behind the other four major networks in terms of ratings, but it's found its niche for itself in recent years as a content provider, licensing shows like Arrow, The Flash to Netflix in deals that both A, generated cash and B, boosted the linear ratings for the Berlantiverse shows after Netflix viewings got uh, fans hooked. I would say, oh, okay, so they're saying after Netflix got fans hooked on those shows. Mm -hmm. I thought they were saying like after Netflix is like Daredevil and stuff got popular. No, these were before uh, Arrow came out in 2012. Really? Yeah, it's, isn't that cra- isn't that crazy? Like that—that that was a long time. Like it feels like a different time. I just yeah. started. I just like every so often I'll go and rewatch that pilot. It's so good. Um, and it's just weird that the network would now be up for sale because it feels like it's their own fault. They've mm-hmm. they've made they've kind of courted this super politically correct, super uh, woke audience that will tell you all day on Twitter that they watch these shows, but the ratings never bear that out. So there's nothing you can do, right? So, uh, and then if you change anything, then yeah. they complain and they're, they may not watch it, but they're very loud when they don't get what they want. That's for sure. So, but the rise of the streaming wars has taken a crowbar to the knee of that whole concept with HBO Max and Paramount Plus ever hungry for content. It makes less, uh, it makes less sense to funnel shows to a company like Netflix, which is a less, which is less a customer these days than it is a direct competitor. Mm-hmm. So Netflix is making their own stuff. HBO Max wants to own their own stuff. I just saw recently that they put Casino Royale, the James Bond movie, back on Netflix, which is weird because Amazon just bought uh, MGM, like the company that owns all the rights to those movies. Okay, well then it might be contracted. Yeah, so yeah, like a little while. They'll have it for like six months to a year. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part. It's like I'll be like, I was rewatching a show called Numbers recently. I yeah. love that show, uh, David Krumholtz, mm-hmm. uh, and. Then you get the dreaded message like in your watch later box where, yeah. or in your now in your continue watching box where it says like yeah. expires in 14 days and you're like, oh, I got to get it all watched now by, mm-hmm. before then. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to watch it on a clock. Like it's annoying when you have to, when you could be watching something and you go back to look at it the next day and you're like, wasn't that on this? Maybe that was on Hulu and then you go look at the other one and it's not mm-hmm. there and you don't know where the hell the show went. Yeah. It's very annoying. You have to like sign up for like the, on YouTube, they have like, uh, whole channels that are dedicated to telling you mm-hmm. when things come to a, a streaming service and when they leave. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I imagine that courting these audiences, super woke, super politically correct, on top of the fact that the Riverdale audience, I think, is just dwindling because nobody cares about uh, vampires anymore. or the, Not the river, but also the originals. And mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, well, the originals was over before. Yeah, like, everybody but, was tired of vampires. But what's it now? Legacies? Is that the other one that has like the similar yeah. text? Okay, yeah. Like nobody, like those shows have like their hardcore core audience, but it's not enough to keep a network running. And then to prove, I want to mention that, that they haven't learned their lesson. There's this article from uh, Bounding Into Comics. It says, mm-hmm. executive producer Ava DuVernay confirms that the CW's Naomi will emphasize identity politics nope so they they have not and they will not learn their lessons what is naomi about i don't i we're about to find out together i mm-hmm. believe it's a it's a another DC, dc character yeah. i was looking um, at the fan art and i was like i don't know what this is the i mean the art's pretty good mm-hmm. but it's not really like uh, there's not like a lot of detail to it yet but i'm sure they'll come oh, along but oh. you and i both know that this is going to be ever duvernay is the lady who did, made uh, wrinkle in time yeah um and that's the one that's where, a terrible movie where brie larson says i don't need to know i don't need to know what a 40 year old white dude i don't have to need to care what a 40 year old white dude thinks about this movie it wasn't made for him they love that phrase 
it wasn't made for them. And then they get, what it is is they say, this wasn't made for you. And then when nobody goes to see it, they say, why didn't anybody come to see our movie? Because you... Because you literally told mm -hmm. people not to. Yeah. So it says, the CW's upcoming superhero series, Naomi, based on the miniseries created by Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker, mm -hmm. will emphasize identity politics, confirming the show's confirms the show's executive producer, Ava DuVernay. Mm -hmm. uh, DuVernay, who's, uh, who's infamous for threatening to discriminate against white men, recently talked about it on the show, about the show on the Television Critics Association, as reported by Deadline. Mm -hmm. It's not about representation, it's about normalization, the executive producer claimed. We're doing muscular, we're doing really muscular things things that relates to race and gender and class but we're doing it by playing it normal like it's just part of the everyday so they're admitting that there's agenda in it which mm -hmm. people uh, whether they like it or not people can see right through this stuff well okay i just read a summary who naomi is like mm -hmm. as a character so her superhero name is powerhouse and she her abilities are similar to superman so it's gonna be a female superman Okay. Superman. You who, could do that well. I mean, that you could. That, you could do that well. You could do a steel because, show like, well. Basically, you know how like um, Kate Bishop, like she's a big fan of basically of Cl of Hawkeye of Clint and Hawkeye. Yeah. Like she's a big fan of him. Basically, she's a big fan of Superman, and you, like she kind of manifested. I wonder if they're going to do it as a like like if we say we get Superman in here, do they bring in Tyler Hawkins Superman from mm. Superman and Lois? I, I would hope know. not because those it, that feels like it's in a separate. Mm -hmm. timeline even though like it's all over the place as mm -hmm. far as accuracy there mm -hmm. um i say keep superman and lois in its own place and don't let anybody near it yeah uh, i like it already i still need to continue watching it but i like it th so far this paragraph is what mm -hmm. uh, what made me want to do this article though it says she elaborated i say it kiddingly but it's real the more you can portray images without underlying or highlighting them and putting a star next to them by showing a, a different type of hero that centers a girl a black girl that centers different kinds of folks we start to make that normal and it's a radical revolutionary thing they never ever mm -hmm. ever do that mm -hmm. they always highlight it they always make it a talking point yeah. they always make it the selling point that people feel is disingenuous and agenda driven yeah. she, they, they literally do the opposite of what they're talking about here mm -hmm. she what she's saying if she had actually followed that advice mm -hmm. is exactly right like that's exactly how you do it uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's exactly, there's a reason why things that were successful in the nineties and the two thousands mm -hmm. were successful because nobody talked about the, the agenda in it. Like mm -hmm. you can put it in there, but don't make it the focal point of the promotion. Otherwise people feel like they're being preached to. Yeah. We're not looking for edutainment. We're looking for entertainment. Mm -hmm. They're different things. Uh, and then the, the, I like this. It says someone should let her know that Storm was the leader of the X-Men and has been around since 1975. Exactly. So, yeah, so it is what it is. This is why the CW is failing. I'm sorry. Uh, I know that's a hard uh, Just hard burn to it swallow. to the ground and start it over. Sell it, sell it to HBO Max or something. Or say, oh, actually, they got their own problems going on. Mm -hmm. All of these companies are constantly shuffling money around mm -hmm. and all this stuff is going on. But Why don't you have to sell all your properties to Disney and see what no, happens? No. Don't even joke about something like that that is a horrible idea she's like laughing at because she knows that that's to me that's like the worst idea in the entire world yep it's uh it's truly awful i'm secretly sick you are no oh yeah she's she's messed up in the head deep me. down okay uh i say we talk about britney spears okay let's do it let's talk about this britney. is what shocked me so earlier today before we recorded <laughs> i turned on the laptop and all i see is like boobs okay we're and I'm well, like i'm gonna scroll i'm gonna scroll down she's like what were you it's this picture right here uh yes that was the thing um and i 
I was like, Brett, what are you watching? And like Nick had the vlog camera and I was like, Brett, what is this? And like the computer is like frozen too. And now like, everyone's going to think that I'm a creep uh, because I'm trying to do my freaking job here. Okay. Brett, what is this? What is this uh, that you're looking at here? It says Brittany, it says fans defend Brittany as she posts fully naked photos on Instagram. Uh, and this is from Lad Bible. Oh boy. Britney mm-hmm. Spears, like, this topic is, she, you feel like. She's going through a crisis. No, no, I'm saying, but do you feel like it's weird to talk about it? Like, because it's fascinating. It's like the Kardashians. It's fascinating, but you don't know why. Well, Britney's a husband. I, she, yeah, but she, she's trying to keep herself really, she should release new music, damn it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, what she should do is take a couple of years off and just enjoy her solid, you know, her ability to be free without making or, it about. Or maybe she's just lapsing again. See that was what uh, I, I remember somebody I don't remember, Somebody here was telling me They're like What if we find out later That there was a hundred Because what this all comes down to Is what they're talking about here Is that The free Britney movement mm-hmm. Guys um, When Britney The idea was basically that People felt like Britney Spears Being under conservative Conservatorship To her father And sister mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Spears And Jamie Lynn Spears uh, Was awful Because it's mm-hmm. uh, It goes against uh, Freedom You know The ability for a person To have You know control of their own body mm-hmm. and their own autonomy maybe that's, there's a reasoning for it and that's the thing we, we were also you know the free britney movement kind of like it like brought people together people who would normally disagree on everything are like no f that free britney mm-hmm. see but what if we find out later that there was actually a reason that you know maybe she actually needed to be controlled I, I don't know i mean i don't i see this is the thing i i would say no Either way, she is. It's in her right as a legal adult, as a free citizen, that she can act out however she wants. Okay? Yeah, I was just like really freaked out because I didn't see it was Britney's face. I only saw her body. Yeah, it was just the body, and I was like, Brett, what is this? Why and are I, you looking at dirty pictures at work? <laughs> I know, and like your computer was frozen too, and I was it like, was not this frozen. Is, yes, it was. <laughs> no, your fingers are just stupid and don't know how to work the computer. Don't, don't do that. She's about to throw something at me. So it says Britney Spears fans have leapt to her defense after she stunning after she stunned followers by posting full frontal nude snap on her Instagram lately. Newly free from the conservatorship that had hung over her head for well over a decade, the 40-year-old pop legend has been enjoying her newfound freedom oh on no, her social she's media new channels. Madonna. She's kind of that. That's a good comparison. Like it does feel like she's going that way, right? And mm-hmm. we've had our own topics here talking about Madonna. Madonna fact, versus the world. It's 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 the Madonna verse, mm-hmm. and it's all Madonna and who she's going to battle next, who mm-hmm. she's going to start her next e battle with on social media. Yeah, she's been enjoying her newfound freedom here on social media channels, surprising her 38 million followers with an unexpected revealing snap Spears promoted a, a mirror selfie in front of her walk-in closet in the snap she wore just a white lace choker around her neck and matching thigh-high stockings without anything else on <laughs> here it is yeah there you go ladies and gentlemen captions free woman energy has never felt better the star was careful to cover up any parts of her body that might cause the image to get taken down it's very calculated Brittany uh, the photo is another sign that the toxic singer is moving on from her 13 year long conservatorship that ended last month with the singer resuming responsibility of her own personal affairs Spears disabled comments on the snap that's probably a good idea mm-hmm uh, but that didn't stop it from reaching other platforms, which Twitter bursting on into life to react to the snap. You never want Twitter to do anything. Twitter is an awful hellscape. Yep. Uh, on Twitter, user, uh, user uh, one Twitter user wrote, reminder, Brittany literally has her genitals exp- uh, posted in newspapers all over the world without her consent. So for her to share naked photos now that she's free, 
free in all caps yeah. uh, and on her own in terms of is it in terms of power moves she's taking control and i love that for her mm-hmm. god people are weirdly obsessed with celebrities in, in in a weird way i guess we're doing it too we're talking about it but like he's like super like britney stan right mm-hmm. uh echoes the echoes echoing those thoughts another added people love seeing britney spears naked when it's creepy pap stalking her or her family management controlling her and forcing her to do so but when it's of her own free will dot 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 in reference to the free britney movement that thought against her conservatorship another another user wrote quote it was free britney not free britney unless i don't like what she's doing if she wants to get naked on instagram good for her i'd say that's the most accurate of them yeah like if we want her to be free and we do believe that freedom is something to be valued Mm -hmm. then we have to accept that she can act out in whatever way she wants even if somebody you know i don't care how she acts but somebody with a more uh um Mm, prudish or conservative yeah. um, uh, you know idea of how somebody should act might take offense to this I don't take offense to it I think I that don't she take is, offense I'm just still shocked that the first thing I see opening your laptop is that well you're welcome young lady she's looking at me like I did something wrong as if I did like, I was doing my job while you were late for work today okay I was doing my job it's okay I'm just kidding anything to say no? no, he won't let me draw butts on my sketch pad. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but you get to look at titties at work. That's I, no fair. I love my job. <laughs> and a fourth commented, uh, quote, if Brittany wants to be naked, let her be naked. She's a free woman and I cannot believe this world. Ha ha. Brittany's long-running conservatorship. And I think that's the problem, though. People were just worried that maybe they were right about the. I don't think they were, mm-hmm. but they were worried that maybe the naysayers who thought that she should be mm-hmm. uh, held a, you know, in conservatorship, maybe they were right and they mm-hmm. were scared by that. I don't think they were. I think she has every right to the freedom. She and- has what... She's a grown-ass woman. Exactly. She's 40. She can do whatever she wants. Yep. Looks good just for 40. Look, yeah. Let's just hope she doesn't go to the Madonna route. We'll hope that she ends somewhere like halfway between where she is now and Madonna. Yeah. Like, she wants to act out a little bit? Cool. But maybe don't go all that way. Well, I also like how her boyfriend's supporting her. Yep. Which is nice. Like, now she has somebody who's behind her back. Yep. Behind her uh, Has her back no, I yes. like my way okay. Spears lawyer Her parents And court appointees Who control the conservatorship All publicly supported Termination And the news was met With glee By free Britney campaigners Who'd been seeking To help her Free from her Free from this For over a decade So according to Matt, uh, Attorney Matthew Rosengart said at one time, quote, I think uh, the support of the hashtag free Britney movement has been instrumental to the extent that it allowed me, my firm to carry the ball across the finish line. I Mm -hmm. thank them as well. I think they're right. I think this story, if it wasn't for those people gets lost in the shuffle. Like every, every couple of months, something comes out about how she's either being mistreated. Everyone's angry for a couple of days Mm -hmm. and then they go back about their daily lives. But it's kind of like the release, the Snyder cut people Mm -hmm. for, you know, for justice league. Uh, You force, action by being vocal and keeping it in the public eye yeah right so did did you ever post anything about free britney when this came out nope because i didn't care about britney enough you didn't care nope eh, i thought it was interesting also i was really young during that time well i mean this just happened a couple of months ago the but yeah i'm but she's like from before your your time yeah it says britney spears is currently on holiday in a tropical paradise oh this is from october so yeah i don't know it's uh it is funny to me because this is one of those things where i can't imagine has there have, can you think of any other incidents like this in hollywood like of like a celebrity basically being held prison like held held oh, captive captive uh no but 
incidents where nudes are leaked Kim Kardashian's sex tape I, I guess Paris yeah, Hilton's sex tape that was like a th- in the early 2000s you couldn't get famous if you didn't have a sex tape out there you basically had to it was the mm-hmm. law it was the, it was the rules so it was the rules and it was written I think we should make you watch the movie Crossroads what is Crossroads this is Britney Spears acting Oh, it's really bad. I don't want to. I was already pissed off watching Lizzie Lohan in Ugly Betty. Like I was like, dude, this match. You've seen Mean Girls, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was like good acting, but in Ugly Betty, I already hated like Lindsay Lohan and like her character added on, and I was so happy to see her get the fate that she got. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen Ugly. But you love that show. I've, I I do. Seen it's it. based on a telenovela, but this one is like a newer version of that novella. Basically. um Basically, Ugly Betty, she goes into the fashion world and then slowly her life is going upwards. Yeah. And, like, Lindsay Lohan was in there and, like, Lindsay... Who did she play? She played as Ugly Betty's uh, bully from high school. Oh. Uh, and she... So they were, pl- they were riffing on her role in Mean Girls. Yeah. So basically, um, basically, when they meet again... As grown-ups, she's asking Ugly Betty for, like, a favor, saying, like, I need a job. And then, like, she gives her a job offer and then tries to steal her job. Oh, so she's still a bully in she's adulthood. Still, yeah, because she wasn't happy that Betty was actually successful in life. So she tried to take all of that success, but then backfired. She... But she you messed, hated her character in the yeah. show, right? So she did her job. She did she her made job. You hate, she made you hate her character. That was her job. Yeah, but I just don't like Lindsay Lohan as a person to this day. We have the same birthday, day and year. So Are you a hole? Yes. Yeah, he is. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm Be joking. on time for work and we will not. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a hole certain days of the week. It's because. Nah, it's fine. I also have the same birthday as Larry David. Oh yeah, Larry David's cool. Yes, Larry David's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do want to ask: Do you think that the her, Britney Spears's conservatorship, like being, what happened to her? Do you think that that damaged her emotionally? Maybe. Well, like also because we don't know what's going on with her, like personal life because we only see things that hollywood would show us it's, it's so like we what we talk know. about here mm-hmm. like about people see the vlog channel and mm-hmm. they make assumptions about our lives based on seeing a 30 second clip of us that's curated cut down and edited mm-hmm. and then they make these large assumptions about what that means for your work mm-hmm. for your life we're not seeing even close to enough to really be able to pass mm-hmm. judgment yeah like my friend she was asking me because i sent her a link to a like me doing the cold plunge mm-hmm. that day when everybody was working out. Um, she was like, so you just get paid messing around? And I'm like, no, you only see a certain amount of time during my day. That part is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta learn to not let it bother you. Well, no, like I was just explaining to her because she knows like I do get stressed out from work sometimes. So she's like, how can you get stressed out when your job is to mess around? Is yeah. What she's like saying, mm-hmm. which is insulting, but she, yeah. I'm guessing she didn't, if she's a friend, she didn't mean it to be insulting. Yeah. She's like more of an online friend. I never like met her in person. Okay. So like, I don't really care what she says, but like when it's like somebody else that says it to me, I'm like, okay, you don't know what I have to do. Do you want to switch jobs? I'll work your Walmart job and do a better job than you and get promoted within well, a day. That's assumptive that you're saying that they work a Walmart job. No, most of my friends now um, in Bakersfield, they're all working at the same Walmart. And I'm like, if you think my job is easy, go ahead and take it. I'll take your job and get a promotion within a day. Well, plus they don't realize that it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's a different approach to work. Your hours are, it's not a normal, yeah. it's not a normal, it's a 
it's a real job it's, it's, it's a real job and, so, but our job is more flexible than theirs but uh, i mean kind like you, but you have to but you respond like like when we do this right yeah. nobody's telling me what i have to do but it has to be done yeah it has to get done we the, have time periods again like i'm sorry i showed up late but like again weather wasn't on my side um should have thought ahead i'm gonna give you crap until the end of the day well, i get i get to give you crap till the end of the day then I will decorate my wall with okay. stickers. Good, I to want you to annoy the living crack out I, of you. I want crack out of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well. I don't know. I didn't want to say crap, so I said crap. Crap is fine. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, I like you said. But we don't. Again, we don't see much of. Yeah. We, we're not seeing the whole, even close enough to the whole picture to really judge. Which is why when we talk about these things, I try to be charitable and kind mm -hmm. is as, as uncool as that may be and as as like as much as social media and stuff like this does better when you give hot takes you know we're just talking about it because it's of interest but it doesn't mean we know everything about it or yeah, even, that's even most true. of it so yeah it because like a lot of people in the comment section they want us to get replaced because we, they think we're uninteresting or like even like working here they say we're not deserving for our job because they think we're all free loader, um, loaders and they don't realize that mm -hmm. you and me we do a lot of things behind the camera mm -hmm. that nobody realizes mm -hmm. they don't want to like glamorize us like working all day all day because it's, on it's not glamorous it's not interesting no because it's just us staring at a computer for like hours on end mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's why mm -hmm. you don't read comments. Comments are bad for your mental health, man. Well, I just read it because like I'm interested in what people are saying. Like some people in the latest Cast Castle where I did the cold plunge, they're like, I would have screamed. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. I uh, I, I don't do know. It, so. I just let myself die a little bit. Yep. I don't. Uh, I mean, especially, well, especially for the mm -hmm. Cast Castle one because I'm just not involved in that very yeah. much. So that doesn't really mm -hmm. interest me. But it is what it is. But the point is, you can't really. Uh, watch a 30 second clip or look at a picture mm -hmm. on Instagram and assume that you understand what that person's doing with their life. It makes or it no could sense. be all faked yeah. because there's promotion. Yeah. It's promoting um, a new product or promoting like a life that they don't actually have. You know, like those YouTube videos are like the shorts where they show you how to like make your life more glamorous. Yep. And uh, like they teach you how to do Photoshop well so you can pretend that you're in Paris but you're secretly at home alone no, with that's 40 depressing. cats. That's depressing. Yeah. Well, I mean stuff that's it's like uh, or people who like take pictures with like rented cars and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Mm. Or not it's not even rented cars. It's cars in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> was that me and you? And uh, so we were talking about that the other day. We were talking about like, just go, you go up and you take a picture. He's like, the best is like motorcycles. You can just go sit on the motor. Like otherwise people, me. otherwise somebody, like, it was like me and Chris were talking about it. It was like, mm -hmm. uh, he's like, he's like, well, yeah, you can only take a picture next to so many cars before they wonder why you're not on the inside of the car to take the picture. But mm -hmm. you can go sit on any bike. And, and <laughs> uh, that's great. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just, uh, to me, uh, I, I don't get bogged down in comments, and I'm guessing that Brittany, like I said, she turned the comments off. Mm -hmm. So she, what does she care? Like, people are going to check out what she's doing either way. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just hoping she doesn't take the Madonna route where she's still trying to hold on to, like, whatever she had in the past. Or evolve with it and yeah. become something more than you were in your 20s mm -hmm. and, and just become, like, a different type of celebrity, not the, not try to hold on to the same one. Yeah. When she's just, capable. I think she can do the same way, like, how Kim Kardashian did it, in a yeah. smarter way where, like, she evolved from it and, like, people actually want to see it. The Kardashians are geniuses. Mm -hmm. that, That's that, why their I whole admire them. Yeah, their whole marketing oh team God. are geniuses. Do you think we can get Kylie Jenner on here no i don't damn it damn it how come you're not a black guy uh 
<laughs> you know that stupid joke? Where no, please tell the joke so people know what that meant. <laughs> so the joke is that Kylie Jenner, she won't go anywhere unless there's a handsome black guy there. Well, we can uh, hire one. <laughs> we're not we're not trying to be racist, but like... That's you said it, not me. <laughs> I didn't say it, you said it. Well, like, it, it is an ongoing joke that they're going around on the internet, but yeah. I've never heard that one. Oh. But uh, I, I, most of the Kardashian stuff I get is like news, not like, like I don't follow them on social media or anything. I just follow trash gossip news. <laughs> it is like junk food. Yeah. Slowly I'm losing my brain cells. So the sad thing here is um, I, I, we're going to move on and we're going to talk about this. This is kind of bad news. Uh, this is about the movie. Uh, Turning Red. Turning Red, which Miracle was like, uh, when we first started talking about upcoming movies for 2022, mm -hmm. this is the one where Miracle was like the most bummed. Mm -hmm. Like, like, or I'm not. I got that backwards. Hype. Was the most pumped. Mm -hmm. Like you were excited about this one, and I had never heard of it. So before we get started, will you tell people what uh, what this movie is about? So Turning Red is about a little girl, and like she basically she's like a little bit quirky but she does have friends i'm assuming she's like an elementary or junior high and like is this based off anything or no. is it a, it's an original piece it's an original piece okay. i believe so keep going yeah so basically like she's like an asian descent and like she's just trying to live her life and then all of a sudden like um she wakes up and there's a red there's a big red panda in her mirror and she's like what is this and then like her parents are like oh this is actually a family genetic thing where like you turn into a red panda so okay. you can't get over excited or like over emotional because then it pops out so there's a scene that Wait, I what do you mean what do you mean it pops out like basically she can turn back to normal like a human being oh so she becomes a panda and then mm -hmm. turns back into a human being yeah but okay. like if she's like really mad so there's a scene where there's a dodgeball scene and like one of the kids are is bullying her and basically she gets so frustrated that her hair so she's like a brunette but it turns to like a, a light red and then her arm turns into a red panda arm. feels like very anti uh ginger propaganda right there well she's asian so it doesn't matter feels like very uh, it's like the ginger side they get rid mm -hmm. of all the redheads in hollywood keep going well that's why i'm liking because like it's telling kids like it's okay to accept yourself yeah and i like stories like that where they teach kids like it's okay to accept yourself it's okay if you're like the oddball like i like that like if they teach kids like to be comfortable with themselves unlike um how schooling is today i was talking to charlie's mom because she was asking me like if you ever wanted kids like yeah you're gonna put them in public school and like nope and I was like, nope, I'm homeschooling, homeschooling them. Homeschooling them. Because public school is a hellscape these it days. It is. I was like, I don't want them to go to public school. I know that's going to be harder. Yeah. But be. there's there's going to be programs. But then she was afraid, like, uh, whatever grandkids she's going to have is going to be antisocial or, like, that's, have social anxiety or, like, yeah. some kind of social issue. And I'm like, no. Like, I talked to my friend Shane Cashman. He homeschools all his kids. Mm -hmm. And he they said, have friends outside of uh, outside yeah. of life at home. That's the whole exactly. Point. It's the parents' job to help inter uh, like integrate them into social situations, yeah, so that they can become social. Yeah, you that's don't what you I, shouldn't rely on mm -hmm. schools to do that. Exactly. That's why I was like, there's programs like yeah. there's other parents who do this now. Like right now, homeschooling is like the highest. So, and, and you think ever. that this movie is a good message for 
for people. Yeah, it's like a good message for like little kids to accept themselves because like at first she didn't like accept it. She was like, I don't want this. Yeah. Why? Why am I like this? Yeah. But then like later she learns to embrace it. Well, the the bad news for this movie is unfortunately that it's it's not going to be in theaters. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. It says Pixar's Turning Red is turning away from the movie theaters. The animated film will be released exclusively on Disney Plus in March. Disney announced Friday that it's becoming the third straight Pixar movie to forego a theatrical release among the COVID-19 pandemic. Again, there's the pandemic excuses that we're mm-hmm. used to hearing. Like its, like its predecessors, Soul, is, Soul in 2020 and Luca in 2021, Turning Red will be available on Di- for Disney Plus subscribers at no extra charge. So they're not even doing like PVOD. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to pay for it. You just get it for... It, it feels like Disney is just like focusing on their animated movies mm-hmm. and then the Pixar ones that are owned by Disney but not produced through their studio mm-hmm. are all becoming to play are all playing second fiddle mm-hmm. um, okay so I did more research Turning Red is talking about periods <laughs> never mind I thought it's more like accepting it is accepting it's ex- accepting yourself like growing up is that like one article or is that like no I searched up Turning Red summary and basically Turning Red it, uh, one of the questions is is turning red about periods and they said blood may um may start out bright red and then turn to a darker red brown towards the end of the period so maybe yeah, um, but that's not coming from the studio or anything that's just some no but weirdo then there's with, a another, so, with like a social sciences degree talking about that but then there's another question is turning red about puberty pixar has released a full trailer uh, for turning red for their next film which may yeah, it's basically coming of age story. Okay, I mean that's not a bad thing. I mean, the, as long as it's not okay. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm with you mm-hmm. on the sense that a lot of this stuff. I don't want to think about periods. Let's just think about her accepting. Herself. It's like the it's like it's like the creepy feminists who make like period art, period blood art, which is freaking weird. I'm sorry, that's um, just my personal. Some of opinion. my professors they know that woman, yes. and they almost invited her to do a. A talk with us you and do I was like, you no. you do you you know there's some guys that use sperm as painting too this whole topic sucks already. sorry i'm i'm ready to call it quits <laughs> we're, we're almost done we're gonna get through the ridiculousness that no, is but it's like, like it's weird because like they mix it with like other paints but like <sighs> sperm itself when it dries out it's like a weird translucent color or it's like a weird yellowish color I hate this discussion. Sorry, art. This is uh, art. art, man. It's <laughs> I, just art. Both so, Brett and I have an art degree in two different subjects. I, I'm studio art, and he is. I went to school for film. For film. Okay, that's not really an art degree. I mean, it, it's the arts, but it's not an art degree. Well, I so, I know how to film and edit okay. too, but whatever. That's just a big flex. What? Nothing. <laughs> Yours is a big flex. You. Yours is a big flex. How is that a big flex? Because I said it's not really an art degree. Well. Yeah, because you don't have to talk about your art degree and go like, yeah, I'm an I, artist. Dude, I went to college years ago and I barely remember anything that, yeah. I, uh, it's, it's a okay. long time ago. It's okay. So it says, uh, Disney Plus subscribers around the world enthusiastically embraced Pixar's Academy Award winning Soul and the critically acclaimed Luca when they premiered exclusively on the service and we look forward to them bringing Pixar's next incredible feature film, Turning Red. Kareem Daniel, chairman of Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution, said in a statement, given the delayed box office recovery, particularly for family films flexibility remains at the core of distribution 
decisions. This is honestly why I think Scream is going to do pretty well. Yeah. Because it does feel like uh, parents are scared to take their kids back to movie theaters, mm-hmm. right? Uh, whether wh- what we think of that fear is irrelevant, it just does seem like that's the point. So maybe they're right that the pandemic plays a part in it, mm-hmm. but I do think that it is being used too much as an excuse to kind of sideline certain projects yeah, and, move, sure. and move certain projects forward. So it says, let's see how long we can even make it before Omicron gets... Oh, yep, there it is, right away in the next pra- in the next paragraph. Uh, indeed, setting aside the massive performance of Spider-Man No Way Home, the box office has continued to gross well below normal levels amid the recent Omicron variant surge. There will be a surge forever, I am sure. Uh, different variants forever. Mm-hmm. Disney, most recent animated film Encanto, has grossed uh, about $91 million domestically and $207 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. A solid number by pandemic standards, but far below the typical gross for a Disney release but still like Venom did Let There Be Carnage did very well I mean it made more than the original Venom did right Mm -hmm. and then what was the other Sony one from last year as well so Venom Mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and then there was a third one that I'm not remembering off the top of my head I'll search it up keep on talking it's okay but the point is like Sony gave people what they wanted and people went and saw it Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney's most recent animated film is in con- okay. Yeah, so we, we're down the way. It says uh, uh, a solid number by pandemic standards, but far below the typical gross for a Disney release. 2019's Frozen 2 took in more than 477 million in North America alone. I mean, Frozen 2 is also Frozen was a phenomenon. Yep, Frozen 2 is, in my opinion, it's kind of better. You do? Oh, you like Frozen 2? That's interesting. Because they they did this little skit. You can find this on Disney Plus where Olaf basically summarizes the all the Disney movies mm-hmm. in a quick fashion. But in Frozen 2, he summarizes Frozen 1 where it's like really funny where like it's like, do you want to build a soul man? And like he acts as Elsa and um, and goes like, go away, Anna. And then like he's like, snow, snow, ice castle. It's like the cutest thing ever. I wish like they had more of that series where he like summarizes all the Disney movies or like other Disney properties. Maybe they should do stars, uh, Star Wars one where he's like, pew, pew, pew. They could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so, your father. So it says, um, 2019's Frozen 2 took in more than $477 million in North America alone, while 2018's Ralph Breaks the Internet uh, and 2016's Moana both topped out above $200 million domestically. Didn't people hate Ralph Breaks the Internet? Yeah, that one was... Well, the second one where he breaks the internet, um, that one was really stupid because yeah. they basically That was from Wreck-It Ralph, right? Yeah. Okay. Basically, they just dumped all their Disney franchises um, into that one movie. And basically, he was like a grown-ass boy, and he was throwing a hissy fit because okay. his friend wanted to do something else. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't sound good to me. No, it's basically he was throwing a tantrum. So it says, uh, Encanto played exclusively in theaters for 30 days before the film debuted on Disney Plus on the 24th of December. The studio's previous animated feature, Raya and the Last Dragon, was made available for a surcharge on the streaming service while also playing in theaters. So day and date, like HBO Max does. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it says, following the path of Disney's biggest tentpole titles in 2021, Pixar films, however, have been available to stream for free for subscribers, a move that reportedly drawn ire from the animation studio staff. I'm sure they feel underused. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, we're putting all this work in to make these beautiful movies, and then all we get is dumped on, basically, uh, it's like the it, it's basically turned into a B-movie, like a straight-to-DVD sequel, mm-hmm. only in modern times. 
It says Luca, it says, uh, quote, Luca doesn't even have a premier price next to it, one employee told Insider last year. Does it make it lesser? It's hard to grasp. Turning Red tells the story of 13-year-old Mei Li, voiced by Rosalie Xiang. Xiang? Yeah. Uh, who turns into a giant red panda when she becomes stressed or excited. The film is rather is directed by Demi Shi, who helmed P- Pixar's Oscar-winning short film, Bao. Uh, I love that one. You it's do? It's cute. Okay. Ba- basically, it's talking about like a woman who is an empty nester. Oh, no yeah. kids? No kids at all. Like, she's single. Like, she's not single. Like, she's just by herself in the house, and she's like eating these like steamed dumplings which is like the little bows and like one of them turns into like a little baby and she takes care of it Aww. i thought it was super cute uh bow make it bow was the first animations first film directed by a s- solely by a woman okay so mm-hmm. what they're saying is that this is being directed uh, r- uh turning red is being directed by Demishi, who it makes it the first animated movie directed solely by a woman mm-hmm. turning red also stars sandra oh wow never have i ever's uh matri Ramakrishnan, Ramakrishnan, Ramakrishnan. I we're, apologize. We're slowly getting there. That I actually think that one I I did fairly well. I'm sure it's wrong, but it wasn't too awful. Mm-hmm. And the Defenders, Wai Ching Ho. Uh, it premieres uh, March 11th on Disney Plus. That is a bummer that it doesn't mm-hmm. get a studio release, especially with all the work that goes into making those movies. Yeah. But it does prove that Disney probably cares more about stuff with the Disney animation. Uh, you know, name rather than Pixar because mm-hmm. they acquired Pixar. It's not uh, Disney proper. Mm-hmm. So that's a bummer to me, uh, especially yeah. since you and other people seem excited about it. Well, like I like the message other than the period thing. And but remember, we don't know for sure that that's what that means. No, coming of age story is fine. Yeah, because Com- coming of age stories are great. Hasn't anybody seen Stand By Me? Come yeah, on, man. But I read more of the summary. Basically, they're saying like she's a dorky kid like she's trying to adjust to like middle school and she's like i don't need to worry about my body changing so i was like that's it i'm done i checked out all right it is what it is i checked out we will see um okay here's a question for you what is your favorite disney animated movie and your favorite pixar animated movie so my favorite um, pixar movie is up because that movie like oh dang it but then i also like is Big Hero 6 by Pixar? I believe so, yes. Dang it. it. Between those two, I love them. That's funny. I would have chosen Big Hero 6 too. Yeah, Big Hero 6 is too. actually like based on Marvel. Yep. Um, yeah, okay. it was yep. when they had like the anime manga kind of season. Let's just say season because they had a period where like they wanted to do like tap the manga and anime series. Um, but also Disney animation. Ooh. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I like the original Mulan. No, I think it says that uh, Big Hero 6 was Disney. Okay, yeah. Then I choose Disney. Was Disney. I choose that for Disney. Okay. So I like Up for Pixar and then Big Hero 6 for Disney. I mean, so, wow, I never even looked at this cast list for mm-hmm. Big Hero 6. Jamie Chung, good call. Yeah. TJ Miller's unfortunate. <laughs> Damon Wayans Jr., awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh... I don't know. Like for me, I'm like, Ugh. what was I the just, other one you chose? Uh, up, up for yeah. Pixar. Yeah. Basically it's the one with the old man. And he's yep. like, his wife is unable to have kids. 2009 was a fantastic uh, time for animation from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But also big hero six, it had Stan Lee in it. Were so you a, were you a Wally fan? I like the theories that came out of Wally. Okay. 
right. I like the theories that came out of it. I also like Zootopia, but when I told this guy that who wanted to date me, I told him that I like Zootopia a lot, and he's like, you know, that's basically that indicates that you're. Um, it's like one of the movies that indicates you're a furry, and I'm like, I am not a furry. I like the story. Who out told of it. him that? Because he's a furry and he's a part of the furry community, and he's a furry artist. And I was like, I am not a furry. I just like this movie because it talks about like other things in the world that actually is true. Just proves that he like that's like something that only like a person who only thinks at surface level would believe that. No, because like the theory about um, Zootopia, it talks about crack cocaine. Okay. Because like there's a powder that makes all the predators uh, in the show be more violent, and it talks about like so um the film theory so if you watch drugs are bad yeah so film theory talks about it it's basically related to the cocaine period of what was the big 80s 80s so it talks about that and like remember i was all hyped up on cocaine and revenge (laughs) uh that show was great so you so Zootopia because uh, because you thought it had deeper messaging not yeah. not not because, because of you're furries. a furry not because of furries I'm okay. not a furry leave me alone people please do not send me furry art you just heard it here first people send miracle all your furry art god damn it <laughs> no but um, basically he said that and I was like great you ruined a movie for me well we'll we'll watch uh, we'll watch uh, turn don't wait was it? turning red I was like yeah. don't look up uh, <laughs> we'll we watch turning red I, I I think we'll watch Jack Reacher mm-hmm. sorry just Reacher yeah um, and then we can call it the Reacher roundup <laughs> no <laughs> think of another name <laughs> I thought it was funny also if people have any names for the anxiety tiger that's not triggered because somebody said you should Hold name it, it hold it up so people can see it for, for the people who are watching in yeah. the show uh the episode uh if they're not watching it uh if they're not listening to the podcast if you are listening uh to the spotify version of this mm-hmm. please go check out youtube.com slash pop culture crisis and check out the show there and yeah. then uh watch the segments we put all the segments up there yeah and everything's linked in the description below that but yeah somebody said we should name it triggered because like when you it's a pretty clever name I, it's that's clever. a pretty clever name yeah because i said it, it's an um anxiety tiger yeah. so if you name it triggered you're triggered by anxiety yeah, i like it i now you like it i like it in the beginning you didn't no, like you it. said you said tigger before and i, was I like, said tigger slash trigger okay tr- uh, tigger is already taken i know trigger i, I think trigger trigger or triggered trigger trigger's a good name yeah Okay. okay, so it's named Trigger now. Then what's the other one? Oh, um, who Do- wants to name the dinosaur? I don't know what to name this. I have no idea. I don't you know. You and your plushies, it's a weird thing. Well, also, Jessica got me a plushie. It's a Shiba Inu, like, laying down. And I was like, you're going to be named Naomi after the artist that made it. There you go. There you go. It's so cute. It smiles. It is uh, always adorable. We should do like a like a, a plushie segment that I would have no idea what you were talking about, but you're always so excited when you're talking about plushies. Yeah, I recently bought a new um, Pokemon plushie. Um, it's my favorite Pokemon. Well, one of my many favorite Pokemons is Slowpoke, and I named it Beep Boop. Slowpoke. Yeah, I named it Beep Boop because every time, like, uh, every time I don't have things to say or like I ask Brett the me his hand so he can calm down i say beep boop uh and i tell miracle well um actually actually for his hand i go like boop boop and then like and i give her a look of mind your own personal space and get out of my get out of my zone here woman boop boops (laughs) but yeah um 
I call it beep boop because I'm like, it's kind of cute because it's from Pokemon. Gina Carano, beep bop boop were her, <laughs> were her pronouns. Oh God. See now, if we could get her on the show someday, that would be fantastic. Well, she's working for the Daily Wire. I know she's doing um, uh, Terror on the Prairie is coming out. I don't know if it's coming out soon, but. Are we going to do a review on that? Oh yeah. That one we're definitely going mm-hmm. to, that'll be, I wonder how we're going to see that one. Cause I don't know if that one's going to get it. I highly doubt that one gets a theatrical release. Did you release. even watch their other movie? Uh, I didn't, I uh, run hide fight or yeah. whatever it was i did not see it. i just got an advertisement for it we should watch it mm-hmm. i mean it's been out for a while now it got like fairly okay reviews considering like all the you know how that you know it, it's considered like a you know like a right-leaning film it's stupid mm-hmm. to say something like that but it is what it is but uh. yes um miracle that was a lot of fun yeah like, it was. We, we, we we started off rough miracle was behind schedule today but i will admit that i was being kind of a, a kind of a dick I apologize, young lady. I'm me, sorry. Me, me. And she can't. Even, she's not even graceful, gracious Thank enough. You. to Okay. <laughs> uh, Miracle I was just bu- being pussy. She's be, she's being a little bit uh, a little prissy. Bit prissy. I meant prissy. Yes, she's being a little bit prissy. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Miracle, why don't you share with everyone your social media? I don't have social media because it rots your brain. The finger was on point. The the double finger the yeah. finger gun was on point today. Yeah, and it, I actually pulled down the trigger. Did, did you? Yeah, oh, because I did this. The trigger or the hammer? That's the hammer, I think. I think that'd be the hammer. I think so. Whatever. Okay. Same difference. <laughs> well, no, because like when you teach kids how to do a gun, like they can't flip it this way. To fine, whatever. But this looks dumb. No, I'm, I'm saying this would be the trigger. That yeah. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah. I what will, about you, Brett? Okay, but. I, okay, I'm guys. Just throw you under the bus. Guys, if you want to follow the show, you can follow us on social media at popculture underscore show on Twitter. We are also on Facebook and on TikTok. It would make Dane, our friend Dane, very happy if you follow mm-hmm. us on TikTok. Both of those are at Pop Culture Crisis. And if you want to watch full, uh, listen to full episodes of the show, the show is available on Spotify, on Pandora, on Amazon Music, and on Apple Podcasts. And if you go to youtube.com slash popculturecrisis and watch the segments, there is a link in each of the segments that are that are mm-hmm. posted there's a link to the Spotify playlist right there in the description of the video <laughs> so guys that is it we will be back with another show again tomorrow we'll talk to you soon guys bye bye bye